is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Well, Biden keeps telling Israel what to do, and it's very obvious they don't want Israel to win because Obama's really calling the shots, and he doesn't want Israel to win. And that has been a pattern. Welcome. This is the Mark Levin Show. The great one is off tonight. He is not feeling well, but it's me, Rich Zioli, with you from Mark's hometown of Philadelphia, where I broadcast on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT every day doing the afternoon shift. And it's great to be with you on this pre-Thanksgiving week where we are going to destroy the awful, awful people at Media Matters. And I'm glad Elon Musk is fighting back against them, and I'll share that with you as well. And I'm also going to tell you how China is absolutely one-upping the United States when it comes to naval warfare and naval supremacy. And while that's happening, the Department of Defense in the United States of America, what they are concerned with is DEIA. Yes, they've added another letter. In the never-ending alphabet soup of wokeism, they added another letter to what was known as diversity, equity, and inclusion is now diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility. You and I are paying upwards of $300 million for this propaganda to be launched upon the United States military at a time when China is showcasing its naval supremacy in the South China Sea. So we're going to talk about all this today and more on the Mark Levin Show. So great to be with you. But I'll tell you, the great one tweeted out a short time ago from his social media account at Mark Levin Show. Uh, something that I think is very important to note at the start of this, and that is that I don't really think Joe Biden's president. I mean, he's he's a pino. He's president in name only, but he's not really the president. He doesn't call the shots. So who does? Well, let's think back here for a little bit. Think back to when Barack Obama was president and how Barack Obama bent over backwards to give Iran everything that it wanted. Why? Iran does not deserve a seat at the League of Nations. Iran is not a country that wants to play nice. The Islamic Republic of, of Iran wants to destroy, first of all, other Muslims who don't follow their particular crazy version of Islam. That's number one. Jews, obviously. Christians, yeah. And you know what? If some people get lost in the crossfire, ah, oh well. And yet we gave them billions of dollars, pallets of cash, and we helped them expand their nuclear program. That's why Alan Dershowitz, when he was on my radio show, said Barack Obama's been a villain in all this, trying to equate that both sides here, both sides have been wrong. Israel was attacked by Hamas on October 7th. And I'll tell you something else, too. I got to give Sheryl Sandberg credit, the former CEO of Facebook, now known as Meta, because she came out with a piece and she talked about how we need to be calling out Hamas for raping women. And we need to be doing that. And these same groups on college campuses, you know, the kids with the rainbow hair and all their alphabet soup organizations, those same kids on college campuses who were out there, the pro Hamas kids, they don't seem to care how women are treated. They don't seem to care how these these terrorists will destroy women and they have no respect for them. They don't consider them equal. They'll rape them. They'll beat them. They'll assault them. They have no rights in their countries. But wokeism is all about figuring out who the victim group is and then deciding to support that victim group no matter what. So in this case, on college campuses, what you've seen is that the progressive woke people have all decided that somehow Hamas, they're really just freedom fighters here. And they're the ones who are the victims. 
So that's why you have the pro-Hamas terrorists, protesters out there all over college campuses. And now it's getting to the point where they're also ransacking the offices of the DNC. But how do we get here? I mean, how do we get to this point where we can now as the United States of America turn around and try to tell Israel what to do and try to tell Israel how it should fight its own wars? How do we get here to this place? Well, this is uh, what Mark tweeted out a short time ago. It's now official. Biden, Blinken do not want Israel to win the war against Hamas. And they continue to place more and more onerous conditions on Israel. And as they plot to carve up Israel and give Judea and Samaria, West Bank, to the Palestinians, all of whose leaders are terrorists, and Gaza. The Biden-Blinken plan is to destroy Israel, which is the original Obama-Blinken plan. Meanwhile, while Biden-Blinken placed crushing demands on Israel, no demands are made of Iran. As this administration continues to pour billions of dollars into Iran's war machine without any conditions or limitations. In fact, they continue to attack our armed forces through their proxies without consequences. And he has a story from Times of Israel that he links to, and I'll share that with you. But remember something, too. Not only that, but we just welcomed Xi Jinping to the United States of America. And, you know, we cleaned up the streets of San Francisco, got all the homeless poop off the streets, actually emptied the garbage cans for once, moved the tents out of public sight, hung the communist flags proudly, the Chinese communist flags proudly. And then Biden and Xi had a great little meeting together, told the press to get out of the room. They had to talk to him one on one, you know. And uh, during that conversation, you think Biden said anything to China about, would you stop buying oil from Iran? Would you stop helping Iran? Could you stop help Ru helping Russia? Do you think the United States made any of these demands on China? Of course not. Of course not. And why would they? China has, they got the goods on the president. I mean, China has the goods on Joe Biden. So Biden's not going to make any demands on China, please. But China is helping Iran get even richer. Iran's already doing just fine. Because we refuse to be the world's largest exporter of oil and natural gas. So somebody has to step up and do it because countries need those oil and natural gas. So somebody's got to do it. So Iran's more than happy to do it. It's like Putin, too. You know, all this money we talk about spending in Ukraine, all this money we talk about giving them. Now Janet Yellen's out there saying we got to now pay for Ukraine's teachers. Do you know that Putin at this point is selling natural gas to France, Belgium, Spain, all at increased levels? Increased levels. And what I broadcast from in Philadelphia, we have talked long and hard about having a liquid natural gas export facility so that we in the United States of America can harness the power of the Marcellus Shale and we can transport our liquefied natural gas all across the world. So then France and Belgium and Spain wouldn't have to buy it from Putin. They could buy it from us. And we could tell China, don't buy oil from Iran, buy it from us. And we could be doing these things, but instead the Biden administration is in court right now trying to stop a lawsuit from going forward that says you have to let people drill. You have to allow these offshore drilling leases to go forward. And now we've had a judge rule, I believe it was the Fifth Circuit, who came out and said this administration cannot stop granting these natural gas and oil leases. They have to they have to move forward particularly the, the offshore drilling leases. They have to move forward. The Biden administration's fighting that. See, we don't want to be the world's largest exporter of oil and natural gas because the green agenda triumphs and trumpets everything. That's why we make no demands on China. Well, two reasons. Number one is, of course, Biden's corrupt and China has all the goods on him, obviously. I mean, look, you don't make millions of dollars in China without Xi Jinping knowing about it. 
He's got all the goods on this guy. Biden and the Biden crime family made all their money from China and Russia and Ukraine and also Romania. Let's not forget Romania. I feel like they're the lesser of the corrupt countries that I just named. But nevertheless, they've also been part of this. So Biden's made all this money off China. You think that guy's in a position to make demands on China? Please. She's got the receipts. All right. She's got the receipts. And in addition to that, when China also comes to the table, the United States of America doesn't think, you know what, even though we're spending 120, 150 billion dollars with Ukraine and you're helping Vladimir Putin by buying his natural gas, by giving him weapons, by buying his oil. And we want that to stop because what we care more about is not China's role in the world in terms of a military power. It's climate change. So as long as we get China to the table to agree on whatever wacky green agenda Biden has, then we're good. Then we're fine with that. That matters more. Matters more to this administration, matters more to the left than anything else. Climate change, you understand. It doesn't matter if China is proving their military dominance in the South China Sea. It doesn't matter that I'm going to share with you an article on how China's nuclear program for their submarines is outpacing ours. And that China now has more nuclear-powered submarines than the United States of America does in terms of their production. And that China is going all in on figuring out how to detect our submarines and be able to destroy them as they plot, obviously, at some point to expand their military operations and take over Taiwan. But that doesn't matter because if we can get them to the table for climate change, if we can get them to agree on climate accords, then, then, then that's what matters because climate change is the greatest existential threat. It's not China's military dominance. It's not China's alliance with Russia and Iran. It's not that. Don't worry about that. Forget that, please. What do you got to worry about? It's climate change. That's the priority of this administration. Well, that in diversity, equity, inclusion, and, and accessibility. It's the new, the new letter part of the DEA, because the alphabet soup of the left, they always find more letters. You can't leave out any group. Eventually, it should just be every letter of the alphabet. And that's then just end it and then come up with. Well, yeah, then you have symbols and uh, letters and people, you know, symbols. And anyway, White House National Security Council spokesman John Kirby reiterated that the Biden administration's opposition to Israel expanding its military incursion into southern Gaza, unless it demonstrates how it'll protect the Palestinian civilians, it ordered to evacuate to that region from the north. Kirby said during a press briefing that Israel must have a clearly articulated plan for how they're going to protect the lives of the hundreds of thousands of people that have now been added to the population because they were asked to leave by the Israelis. There's an obligation there for Israel to factor that into the planning, Kirby says. Biden officials have been making this point publicly since Sunday after privately urging Israel to limit strikes in southern Gaza for weeks. While the army has indeed urged Gazans to evacuate the Northern Strip, it says it will continue operating against Hamas in all parts of the enclave. The IDF also notes that it still takes measures to warn civilians before carrying out airstrikes, while Hamas continues to use Gazans as human shields and hospitals, too. And they continue to operate out of hospitals. In fact, there's a clip that I sent to Mr. Producer, but it's in Arabic. But the guy goes on about how Hamas is absolutely using hospitals for headquarters. Of course they are. There's no question about that. And they're using, they're using human civilians as shields. They're using humans as shields. But this administration is dedicated to making sure that Israel does not win. They don't want Israel to win. They don't because many people on the left don't either. And this is what comes into something that I think is very important to understand about the, the state of the modern Democrat Party here. You've got this vile anti-Semitism that is running through the Democrat Party. 
they hate Jews and they are not afraid to say it. And you listen to Barack Obama say that both sides here have blood on their hands. Both sides. Israel was attacked on October 7th. And you have college kids and other people equating that to somehow being freedom fighters, these terrorists, freedom fighters. Sure, they go in and rape women. They kill civilians. But they're freedom fighters because of, uh, of, of a land dispute. This is, what, this is what the left thinks. This is what modern woke progressives think. And this is because our colleges have become indoctrination camps. And this is because the left always tries to go with the victim group du jour. And they have determined that the Palestinians are the victim group and that Israel's the bad guy. And they've been taught this. And this administration embraces it. And this administration is being secretly run by Barack Obama, who has absolutely believed that because of the extreme woke. There's no question in their mind. Israel's the bad guy in all this. No question. So whatever happens here, whatever bloodshed, whatever Hamas does, Israel had it coming and Israel did this. Israel deserves it. And that both sides here have blood on their hands and that these are just freedom fighters. This is what they think, because the modern principle of the left is you always have to embrace victimhood. And in their minds, the Palestinians are the victims. So that's what they brainwash the kids to believe. And that's why you see so many of these pro-Hamas protests going on in college campuses. And now companies are afraid to say anything in support of Israel because they're afraid now that they may wind up getting canceled. And it's why I'm glad that Susan Sarandon, they pushed back on her for her vile words. And I'm glad that Sheryl Sandberg came out and said, can you please call out Hamas for raping women? Could you do that, please? Because this is unacceptable in war. 877-381-3811. This is the Mark Levin Show. The great one is off tonight. It is me, Rich Zioli, with you until 9 o'clock. Don't go away. Mark Levin. Have you seen the headlines lately? Third highest deficit in history. Digital dollar sparks uncertainty. We're living in an unpredictable world, but gold is still gold. It's weathered many storms. My gold gives me peace of mind. It's tangible. And I'm a firm believer in owning gold. My favorite gold company, Augusta Precious Metals. Why? Let me tell you something. They're top of the top. If you have an IRA or a 401k and you want to diversify with physical gold, you can learn about the benefits of a gold IRA from Augusta Precious Metals. They're outstanding. Get a free guide to gold IRAs from Augusta Precious Metals today. Text LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N, to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, Levin to 68592. Or visit AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Text data and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Knowing all this, you got to ask yourself a couple questions here, and that is, uh, what is the goal of the United States military? What is the goal of the United States military? See, where I come from, I think the goal here is peace through strength. I like that. I like that idea. I like the concept of that. I like the idea that we don't have World War III. I just went to the World War II Museum, by the way. Beautiful place. We've never been. You really should go. It's in New Orleans. It's a wonderful, wonderful museum. You could spend days there. You could absolutely spend days there. But, you know, as I was walking through with a buddy of mine who's in the Navy, who was in the Navy, and he kept making the point that it seems like we have not learned our lessons from history on two different fronts. Number one was obviously the rise of anti-Semitism. Number two was the fact that the United States military was woefully unprepared. 
woefully unprepared as we saw very clearly what people were planning to do and we just didn't care. We thought, well, we could just ignore it and it'll just go away. So I don't want to go to war with China. I don't think you want to go to war with China. But see, we don't get to make that choice. China was pro China's, China's going to make that choice. China's going to make that choice for us. You know that, right? You understand that point. And the only thing we can do to keep China from making that decision is to deter them from doing so by having an absolute statement of strength. And this is where the story comes in that China is now eclipsing us when it comes to their naval technology and their naval warfare. And the entire time that I was reading this article earlier today, it was in the Wall Street Journal. All I kept thinking about is China has built a global network a global network of being able to turn around at any moment right now and detect our submarines. And they have built something in the South China Sea, a wall, if you will, to detect American submarines. And what is all this for? Our buddy China, our buddy Xi, our big pal Xi, who we just welcomed the red carpet for and cleaned up the, street, the streets. We cleaned up the streets and cleaned up the city and got rid of the homeless poop. So what's up with that? Why would Xi feel like he needs to do all this to be able to detect and deter our submarines? The era of total U.S. submarine dominance over China is ending. This piece in the Wall Street Journal by Alastair Gale talks about how China is narrowing in on one of the biggest gaps separating the U.S. and Chinese militaries as it makes advances in its submarine technology and undersea detection capabilities with major implications for American military planning for a potential conflict with Taiwan. You don't, may not know this because you've been too busy being uh, told that diversity, equity, inclusion and accessibility is the number one thing that our military should be focused on. But China this year put to sea a nuclear powered attack submarine with a pump jet propulsion system instead of a propeller. And it was the first time noise reducing technology used on the latest American submarines had been seen on a Chinese submarine. And they are now building more of these things. In fact, they've opened up seaports in the South China Sea so they can start expanding their naval presence. And they are now surpassing the United States of America in building these things. Yeah. And what are we focused on? I'll give you the numbers. I'll give you the breakdown and what the United States military is spending on diversity, equity, inclusion and accessibility. Never ending alphabet soup of woke. You got to ask yourself, is the United States of America really looking to show the world we're just not ready we're not prepared this is the mark levin show coming right back have you seen the headlines lately third highest deficit in history digital dollar sparks uncertainty we're living in an unpredictable world but gold is still gold it's weathered many storms my gold gives me peace of mind it's tangible and i'm a firm believer in owning gold my favorite gold company Augusta Precious Metals. Why? Let me tell you something. They're top of the top. If you have an IRA or a 401k and you want to diversify with physical gold, you can learn about the benefits of a gold IRA from Augusta Precious Metals. They're outstanding. Get a free guide to gold IRAs from Augusta Precious Metals today. Text LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N, to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, LEVIN to 68592. Or visit AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Text data and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions to get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. 
with Mark Levin, radio's principal patriot. Call in now at 877-381-3811. You know, the great one Mark Levin is off tonight. It's me, Rich Zioli, with you from WPHD in Philadelphia. The left loves victimhood. They do. They love it. They love to find the victim du jour. This is why, if you notice, the people that have the signs on their lawns, they hate having the home here signs. We believe in climate change. or what were they? No, Actually, what they say is we believe in science. We believe in science. By the way, there was a story earlier today that those people, maybe you, certainly me, that defied lockdown orders and just went and lived a normal life, turns out you fared just as well as everybody else. You may have even fared a little bit better. Imagine that, a little bit better. But that's what science told us. We had to be locked in our homes. It's like the New York Times the other day came out and said the learning loss suffered by our children in this country because of school lockdowns has set kids back potentially now a decade. A decade with reading and mathematics. But science at the time said kids got to be home, can't be in school. It's for your own good. And we have to listen to that. The people at Virtue Signal, and they do this all the time. And let's take the Israel-Hamas war as an example of this. Israel has a right to self-defense. Israel has a right as a sovereign nation to do whatever the hell it wants to do to protect itself, to protect its people. That is their right. The United States of America doesn't get to tell another sovereign nation what to do. And you would think, after being attacked, that all these woke people, these virtue signalers, would be on their side. would be turning around and saying, well, hey, look, you know, considering that Hamas rapes women and kills children and does all these things and attacks civilians and embeds itself in civilians and causes the loss of innocent life and has no problem doing so and wants to see the Jews wiped off the planet, maybe we should side with Israel. But... The left has been told that the Palestinians and the Hamas, and Hamas included here, they are the victims. And what the left does is they love victimhood. And you saw some of this after 9-11. You saw some of this after 9-11 in our own country. When after 9-11, you would bring up how these countries that were governed by Sharia law, governed by extreme Muslim ideologies, countries like Iran today, countries like Afghanistan back then, how they treat women how they rape them, how they brutalize them, but the left didn't care because they looked at the Muslim Americans as being the new victims in America. They weren't. They weren't being discriminated against. I mean, they, they were to a degree by the government profiling them and everything else, but they, they do that to us now. I mean, they do that to me and you, domestic violent extremists. So, you know, you're, you're the new terrorist today, but, but it's always about identifying victim groups. And it doesn't matter what that group does wrong. They're the victims. So in order for you to go about talking about oppression of a group, you have to ignore the sins of that group. This is one of the things the left has to do. And so they can't then actually criticize Hamas for all that they're doing, because Hamas is only doing that because they're the oppressed group. This is the mindset of, of a lefty. You have to understand, this is their mindset. They see victimhood and they say, we want to latch on. We want to latch on and be with that group. It's the cause. We want to show everybody. We want a virtue signal and show that we're good people because we're with the oppressed group. Now, obviously, the Palestinians are not oppressed. They're not. They're oppressed by Hamas as Hamas is looking to kill them if necessary. Innocent Palestinian civilians are actually the targets just as much. But that's beside the point. And there's no way you can make the argument that, that, that the Palestinians are actually the victims in this whole thing. 
But because they've been indoctrinated with this throughout college, they believe then that Israel is the bad guy. And so that's why now they're calling on Israel to stop because Hamas has successfully embedded itself among civilians. When you embed yourself, when the enemy embeds itself against in, in civilians, they know there's going to be cries of you have to stop. You have to stop. You have to stop. You have to you. You need a ceasefire. You need peace. You need all these things. But the problem is Hamas is ready to sit back and wait. They're they're not going anywhere. They're very patient. They're not going anywhere. So you can have a ceasefire. You can do a hostage swap. You can do all those things. It's not going to stop. And Israel knows this. It's not going to stop. But but the point is that when you see all of these protests, when you see all these pro Hamas protests that are out there, you have to realize the mindset of the woke ideology and how you've got college campuses that have been teaching this crap to kids that Israel is bad. Israel has stolen land. This land does not belong to them. They tell them historical lies. And they do this because the left has to always find an oppressed group and then rally around that group. Period. That's what they do. You know who explained this very, very well? Professor Jordan Peterson, who's a brilliant guy, and I think he's actually truly uh, canceled now in Canada, which is, a, which is a wonderful thing. If you get canceled in Canada, you know you're doing something right. Really, you do. You know you're doing something right because you are speaking out against one of the most oppressive regimes in the world, Justin Trudeau's government. You think I'm kidding? Do you remember what he did with the truckers and, and the COVID vaccines? Justin Trudeau is a tyrant, a tyrant. I'm not suggesting that that's genetic or anything. I'm just simply saying that he's a tyrant, okay? Now, if you listen to my show on WPHD, you know where that inside joke comes from, but obviously I'm not getting into details here on Mark Levin's show. I would never disgrace this esteemed show by going down that road. I'm just saying, I'm not claiming Justin Trudeau has it in his genes. I'm just saying the man's a tyrant. But Jordan Peterson is brilliant, and he was on with Bill Maher, and he tells Bill Maher exactly that the left got the oppressor narrative wrong on Israel. They got it wrong. But there always has to be an oppressor in the world of the woke leftist ideology. There has to be. They can't operate without one. These are the people that walk around all day offended by something. These are the people that walk around every day looking at the next victim group. This is a victim group. You're a victim. And then wanting policies around it, wanting, wanting reparations around it, money for this, money for that. That's what they want. That's the worldview of things. That's why they're unhappy people because they constantly view things through that lens. So then they subscribe to whatever they're told. They're told this group is the victim group, then that's the way it has to be, period. You can't challenge that with data and facts and science and things like that. Can't do that. Because the minute you do that and their narrative falls apart, don't expect an apology from them. They'll just shift on to the next thing. They'll shift on to the next thing. Take a listen to what Jordan Peterson said on Real Time with Bill Maher, cut number four. What happens is that they are then saying that well, being oppressed is being I don't know if the Holocaust... Good. Yeah, well, this, but this is the, this is the main is, issue. I mean, part of the reason that you see all this foolishness on university campuses, too, is because people have bought this idiot meta-Marxism, which is that the way to look at every social relationship that people ever have is through the lens of power. And that, that is, we can put that squarely at the feet of the universities, as far as I'm concerned, is, you know, marriage is a patriarchal institution, and business is nothing but oppression, and... You have to view every single situation that emerged historically as oppressor versus oppressed. And then once you get that, which you can get in about two minutes, if you sit in a course that teaches that sort of thing, you have a lens to moralize about the whole world through. 
And then you see the situation is that the leftists have already decided the Palestinians are the victims. And as you pointed out, if you're a victim, then you're morally righteous. And even more conveniently, if you stand for the victim, then you're morally righteous, regardless of what you do with your own life. And that's pretty much what university students are taught from the time they enter the university classroom. And that's how they, you know, orient themselves morally. Well, and I that's think. at the hands of the radical left, too, Bill. And one of the things the Democrats also have to pay the price for, I would say, is their absolute refusal to draw a line between the moderate Democrats and the extremists. They're completely incapable of doing that. Like, I've talked to 40 senators and congressmen in the last five years. I asked them all the same question, including RFK. He wouldn't answer either. When does the left go too far? Well, we certainly bloody well saw it in the last month, didn't we? Because they got the oppressor, oppressive narrative, a uh, little mucked up, we might say. And we're going to, the consequences of that are going to unfold pretty brutally over the next few months. Well, listen, he's 100% right. That is exactly the mindset of a leftist. That is exactly the mindset of a progressive right there. This is also a good time to remind you, by the way, of, you know, the Democrat Party hates America. I assume by now you've gotten your copy. If you have not gotten your copy, what are you waiting for? You can grab your limited first edition signed copy of the Democrat Party hates America before they're gone and they will be gone. LevinSigned.com. LevinSigned.com. That's the website. That's the address. That's what Mr. Producer gave me anyway. So if I screwed it up, it's on him. It's on him, not me. LevinSigned.com is where you go. Get your limited first edition signed copy of The Democrat Party Hates America before it's gone. Well, think about it. I mean, think about that in the context of The Democrat Party Hates America. America is the ultimate oppressor. America is the ultimate oppressor. If you go to college and you listen to a professor who's not Professor Jordan Peterson, because he's in Canada, and you listen to them talk about American colonialism. I was with my buddy. I mentioned I was at the World War II Museum. And you, know, you get to the part where the Americans go and liberate the camps, the Nazi camps, the death camps, the concentration camps. They, they, they see the Holocaust right there playing out. And my buddy made a comment that for his daughter, when she went to Auschwitz, it was eye-opening to her because she spent years, years being told by professors that America is bad. America is fundamentally evil, and we are the oppressors of the world, and we're the worst. And then she sees now how the Americans are liberating the concentration camps, and it's eye-opening to her. And she says, wow, maybe we're not so horrible after all. Do you think? Think about the sacrifice we made to, to, to defeat the world's greatest evil, the Nazis. Think about, think about what would have happened if they won that war. Think about an annihilation of an entire human race. And not just that race, but also uh, gays, also gypsies. I don't know if you can still say that word, but I just did. Uh, lots of people. But that same mindset per persists with the radical Islamic groups. It's the same mindset that they want to wipe out people because they, I mean, it's not a matter of just defeat. They want to wipe them out. So of course Israel needs to fight back against that. Of course they have to. How could they not? You have to, you, you can't ignore history. You'd be an idiot to do so. So when you see them attack you and, you and they're open about what they want to do to your country and to your people and they want to destroy you, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to sit back and take it? That doesn't work out so well. It doesn't work out so well. And but the mindset of America being the ultimate oppressor, 
that America's bad. We were colonial. And, uh, and, and the narrative that is taught through, and this is why, you know, the lie of the 1619 project, which we've exposed many, many times, the great ones exposed it to, the lies of this, all go to tell a story that is not true, that America is built on the foundation of white supremacy, and this structure has to go. And the only way to do that, of course, is to destroy capitalism and then usher in an era of socialism, Marxism, because that's the only way to really cleanse America from its sins. It's also why there's open borders in this country, because the left believes that after all of our oppression around the world, we should not be in a position where we tell anyone they can't come to our country. They believe that. Sit down with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She'll tell you that. She'll, I've never done it, by the way, sit down with her, and I have no interest to, and I would lose my mind if I had to do so. But she'll tell you, America's the worst. We're the worst people. We're the worst place. America has freed more people. America has liberated more people and saved more people's lives than any other country in the, in the world. But that's not what students are taught. They're taught that we're bad. And the, the reason why they're taught that is because you have angry lefty professors who view the world through that prism of victimhood and oppression, and they have to subscribe a group to that. And it makes sense to, to, to ascribe America to that because it's easy to it's easy to point out America's flaws. You know, we're not a perfect country. It's easy to point out the flaws and then you can find this to then push your narrative and find that to push your narrative. And you can turn around and you can you can use numbers and data to push the narrative. You can do whatever you want. But what you're really doing, though, of course, is you're setting people to to wind up graduating and believing that America exists to oppress. And so if America is friends with Israel, if they're our, our buddy, if they're our ally, well, then they must be the bad guy, too. Obviously. It really is a very scary ideology, victimhood and oppression. It is. And you can thank what you see on college campuses today, what you see with the pro-Hamas protesters who are in the Capitol building and going to colleges and causing this destruction and the violence, what you can thank the left for that. You can thank the Democrat Party for that. Because the Democrat Party, just like Jordan Peterson said, you cannot make a distinction right now between the extremists and the mainstream Democrat Party. They are one and the same. They are intertwined like a pretzel. They are intertwined, period. 877-381-3811. This is the Mark Levin Show. It's me, Rich Zioli, in for the great one, coming right back. Mark Levin. Have you seen the headlines lately? Third highest deficit in history. Digital dollar sparks uncertainty. We're living in an unpredictable world, but gold is still gold. It's weathered many storms. My gold gives me peace of mind. It's tangible. And I'm a firm believer in owning gold. My favorite gold company, Augusta Precious Metals. Why? Let me tell you something. They're top of the top. If you have an IRA or a 401k and you want to diversify with physical gold, you can learn about the benefits of a gold IRA from Augusta Precious Metals. They're outstanding. Get a free guide to gold IRAs from Augusta Precious Metals today. Text LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N, to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, Levin to 68592. Or visit AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Text data and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions to get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. All right. <clears throat> so... 
We continue along here on the Mark Levin Show. The uh, the problem of wokeism is also going at the earliest stages now. The early stages of kids. They're trying to indoctrinate them. They always are. They, they're always trying to do that. I have three children. I have a nine-year-old, a seven-year-old, and a three-year-old. Now, in, in our house, we don't serve them sugary cereal. We, we try to be a little healthier. You know what I mean? When I was a kid, I ate all that stuff, and I loved it. I did. I loved sugar cereal. It was fun. Captain Crunch and I guess the Frankenberry, whatever. I forget now. But my mother was also big on buying me that sugary cereal because I'd asked for it. And then as a kid, I got you know, a little chubby, had to wear the husky jeans. It was not the best time of my life. But that's why we're trying to raise our kids a little healthier today. But you don't want your kids hooked on sugar. You also don't want your kids hooked on, on, on the indoctrination. And for Fruit Loops, they're trying to do the exact same thing. So Fruit Loops is now offering something. I saw this on Libs of TikTok. They are offering their free digital library with equity, diversity, and inclusion content. It is their digital library. It's open and free. Your family can learn how incredibly colorful and diverse the world can be with our free ED&I digital library. Diversity, equity, and inclusion, family-centric content, including books, podcasts, and more. Indoctrinate your kids at the earliest level. Get them hooked on sugar. Get them hooked on foods that'll make them sick so then they can get hooked to big pharma to make them better, right? I mean, and then also hook them on the indoctrination at the earliest age. And I love how they say it's content that's appropriate ages 13 and up. How many 13-year-olds are eating Fruit Loops? I, I mean, I remember eating this when I was four, five, and I can't imagine that they're not thinking to themselves, oh, yeah, let's also get them when they're four and five years old. Because, of course, they are. That's what's happening. They want to they go after the kids at the earliest age. This is why they make kids books about the 1619 Project. This is why they teach little kids that America is an oppressive, bad place. This is the point. And it's the same reason why they have climate change education now in New Jersey schools. You know, the governor's wife, Tammy Murphy, is now running for U.S. Senate against the corrupt Bob Menendez, who is the chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee and still has access to classified briefings about all that's happening in the Middle East, even though that guy's been charged with helping Egypt and selling out the United States of America to enrich himself. That guy still has access to all the classified information at these highly sensitive briefings. But Tammy Murphy's running against him in the U.S. Senate, and she'll probably get the nomination because the Democrat Party's corrupt, and the Democrat Party will make sure she does. But she, in her announcement speech, championed the fact that she turned around and she put climate change education into all the schools so that we can start indoctrinating our children as early as possible. That oil's bad and natural gas is bad, and America's bad, too, because America, we love our fossil fuels. And when we get back... The governor of New York, Kathy Hochul, a tyrant, an absolute tyrant, now wants to make sure your kids are indoctrinated so they know what information is and misinformation. Because the earlier that they learn that the government tells you what's real and what's not real, the better for everybody. This is The Mark Levin Show, hour number two, straight ahead. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. 
Just how much money is Biden's Pentagon planning to spend on diversity, equity, inclusion, and wait for it, accessibility? I have the numbers for you. Welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. The great one is off tonight. It is me, Rich Zioli from Mark's hometown of Philadelphia. 877-381-3811 is the number in New Jersey today. My governor, Phil Murphy, he's a king. He thinks he's a king. I call him his royal rugness because he's got a terrible rug stapled to his head. He has now decided that all new cars in New Jersey must be electric come 2035. And he is mandating changes in the industry, along with, of course, massive subsidies. We'll get to that as well. And the left, you know, the left in this country, I mean, they are insane when it comes to this DEI stuff. And the fact that it has infiltrated our military in this way, Daily Wire had this story. Pentagon, the Pentagon under Joe Biden is slated to spend nearly $270 million on their diversity agenda. Remember earlier in the show, I told you how China is now surpassing the United States with naval technology, naval sub-technology, and how they are working to be able to figure out where the United States military, where our submarines are in the South China Sea. This is what they're doing right now. That's why that piece from the Wall Street Journal is so important that the age of American military supremacy in the sea may be coming over, may be over. And this administration doesn't care. This administration is giving away the store to China. This administration is purposely doing everything it possibly can to give China and our other enemies around the world the upper hand. China wants to set the stage right now to be able to have absolute naval supremacy in the South China Sea. What are we worried about in the United States of America back home? We worried about that. We, we, we're looking at the warnings of history to think to ourselves, hey, gee, maybe we should try to do something about this. Nope. Instead, what we're worried about is are we spending enough on diversity, equity, and inclusion and accessibility? The DOD has scaled up its spending on DEIA in the past three years, jumping from $68 million in fiscal year 2022 to $86.5 million in fiscal year 2023. But that figure surged another $28.2 million to $114.7 million in the department's initial request for fiscal year 2024. If a DOD's initial request for DEI, DEIA funding is included in the final legislation, the department will have spent... $270 million on diversity initiatives across the last three years. $270 million on diversity initiatives. Biden's Pentagon has repeatedly pushed for further adoptions of the DEI agenda in its operations. The department's strategic management plan for fiscal years 2022 to 2026 listed one of its goals as incalculate DEI principles across all Department of Defense efforts. Inculcate, excuse me. DEIA has impacts on both the department's workforce and its mission, and therefore it should be examined beyond the traditional human resource lens by which it has historically been viewed. This is all in the strategic management plan put out by the Pentagon. As they also tout, the department's effort to institutionalize the advancement of diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility, and the value of diversity to the department's mission. You know... <clears throat> When you serve in the military, which I have not done, I have the greatest respect for the people that do. They always tell you, people all the time, we don't see color. We see our fellow soldiers. You know, we, we see somebody I may, I may be on the battlefield with. That's how we think about people. But they see that's not good enough for the left. Again, that's not good enough. You have to, everybody in the military has to believe that there's oppression around them everywhere. You, you can't have a safe space from the oppression narrative. You realize that it's got to be in everything. 
and everyday occurrence in every walk of life. It's not like you can say, look, you're all in the military together. You're all going to be defending each other. You're all going to have each other's backs. You're brothers and sisters now. And God only knows what's going to happen. So you have each other's backs. And you know what? When, when the guns start firing and the bullets are going by, it doesn't matter what color you're, you're, of the skin you have. It doesn't matter if you're gay. It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. Just can we win this war? Can we win this fight? Can we get, can we get the hell back home? You would think that that's how their mindset would be. But why miss an opportunity to remind everybody in the platoon that, you know, half of you hate the other half and that there's people within the groups who, who have systemically worked to suppress you? And have and, and still to this day, if they had their way, you wouldn't be here because there's nothing like unit cohesion than to turn around and tell everybody that the very people you rely on to save your life on the battlefield actually want to see you oppressed. It's the same reason why this stuff is tearing people apart at the workplace. You know, in corporations where you have to go through this crap in training, I don't know if you've had to do this or not. I certainly have. And they put on the worst, most boring videos ever. And this diversity, equity, and inclusion. I went to one recently, and it asked the question at the very start of this, it said, do you have unconscious bias, yes or no? Now, I checked no, and I thought I'd be done. Instead, I had to be subjected to 45 minutes of why I actually have lots of unconscious bias. I just didn't know it yet. So then everybody in the corporation, what you have is you don't have cohesion. You don't have people working together. You have people walking on eggshells. And it's one thing for that to be in a private company. It's another thing for that to be in the United States military, where the whole point is forget the color of your skin, forget your background, forget your sexuality, forget all that stuff. Be a cohesive unit and fight like hell and win. But they don't. But the left does not want people united. You have to realize that, and you probably do. You're a smart person. You listen to this show, so you're, you're a smart person. They don't want people united. They want us tearing each other apart. That's the entire. That's the the way that they distract us from everything that they do on a daily basis. The strategic management plan from the Pentagon, the $68 million dedicated to DEIA programs in fiscal year 2022, was earmarked for the Department of the Air Force with the intention of increasing training programs and diversity and inclusion initiatives with a portion of the funds going to unconscious bias diversity training, as well as increasing aviation scholarships for underrepresented universities, reserve officers, training corps cadets. Now, if they want to have money go towards, towards recruitment, that's great. But shouldn't it be instead of underrepresented universities and their ROTC cadets, well, shouldn't just be the, take the best? We just try to bring the get the absolute best and the brightest. We don't really look at that. No, we can't. We can't have that mindset. Meanwhile, the $86.5 million sum in 2023, according to the Daily Wire, went towards dedicated diversity and inclusion activities, going on to say that the Department of Defense is investing in a number of programs and initiatives aimed at furthering DEIA and incorporating DEIA values, objectives, and considerations in how we do business and execute our missions. Now, we don't know exactly what the proposed $115 million that the DOD is requesting. This is our taxpayer dollars. This is our money. You think about this. You think about that and say to yourself, where does this money come from? 
between the money we're sending to Ukraine, this never-ending amount of money with no checks, no balances, no audits, nothing, and, 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 and now how the Biden administration is demanding that any aid to Israel has to be linked to Ukraine and also linked to humanitarian aid in Gaza, and now we're talking about $150 million. Where's the freaking money tree in the back that we just pluck $150 million off and go, here, here, go teach diversity, go teach equity and inclusion. And accessibility. How about we take that $115 million and either putting it, put it into increasing the size of our military or we then just give it back to the taxpayers? How about that? We can do that. But since the United States of America right now, the United States Navy is absolutely being, uh, we're woefully unprepared. We're woefully unprepared. And I believe that peace through strength is what we need to do. And when I talked to you earlier in the show today about how China is outpacing us in terms of the development of submarines, it's very obvious that what we need to do is think about, are we watching the United States of America spread across the world right now, absolutely way too thin, with no deterrent abilities, no deterrent ab abilities and values. Are we watching all this play out right now before our eyes? And as I say all that to you, I have to ask the question, does the United States of America care? Does this president care? Does this president care at all? While vague funding requests give little insight into the actual DEIA activities of the DOD, the department has been met with criticism over more visible manifestations of critical race theory and the diversity agenda. The National Security Agency, which is part of the DOD, internally published a 34-page diversity, equity, and inclusion document. A recent investigation revealed. And, you know, as part of this, too, when they're doing all these things like diversity, equity, and inclusion and accessibility, the leaked document pushes critical race theory, transgender ideology, with terms like white fragility, trans misogyny, and uh, settler colonialism. Even the pronouns Zer. Spencer Lindquist on Twitter putting out leaked NSA document. We just published a never before seen at NSA Gov diversity glossary. And what they found that it blames white Europeans for settler colonialism. It attacks white fragility and warns of trans misogyny. The DEI glossary. Let me share some of this with you. Would you like to hear it? Of course you would, because this is the priority of the United States military. The following is a glossary of terms and language commonly used in dialogue regarding diversity, equity, inclusion, and social justice to be used as a reference. It is by no means a comprehensive list, and in every context, the meaning of these words may change and evolve. This glossary and its definitions provide a starting point for engaging in open and honest conversation and is a tool meant to build a shared language of understanding. If there is a term, language that you feel should be referenced in the glossary, please feel free to submit it to the DLP65 DEI team for consideration. Below are some core diversity-related work terms. Diversity, the combination of differences that makes people unique. Workforce diversity. Workforce diversity is a collection of individual attributes that together help agencies pursue organizational objectives efficiently and effectively. Equitable. Characterized by fairness. Just, honest, and free from bias. Whereas equality means providing the same to all, equity means recognizing that we do not all start from the same place and must acknowledge and make adjustments to imbalances. The process is ongoing, requiring us to identify and overcome intentional and unintentional barriers arising from bias or systemic structures. You see, you see, the whole idea, of course, is that, you know, half of you in this room, 
you're victims. The minute you walked into the door, you were victims. And that's because of white colonialism and our settler past. So now, be a cohesive team. Fight together. Even though you all have this animosity towards each other in the room now. Even though we've made it very uncomfortable for you. Even though instead of team building, we have spent a lot of time right now reminding you how, you know, you over there, you're actually oppressed by that guy. Yeah, that guy and who may need you to save his life someday. Well, that guy and his people, they, they've oppressed you. So, I mean, and America really, too, as you think about fighting and laying your life down for America, also take into account America's settler colonialist past. These people are insane. These people are insane. And this is all happening at a time right now that the United States of America may be entering its weakest point militarily. We're spending more money. But in terms of our uh, strategic military presence around the world, to warn the bad guys to stay in their lane and do not even try, do not attempt. China don't even think about going near Taiwan. That time, not this time, not under this president. No interest in that. There's no interest in that. No interest in warning these bad guys that the United States of America will always be the most supreme military in the world. So stay in your lane. That's not what they're about. They are about weakening this country. They are about weakening this country and destroying us from within with their woke ideology. That's what they want to do. Destroy us from within. 877-381-3811. This is the Mark Levin Show with me, Rich Zioli, in for the great one. Coming right back. Mark Levin. You want a killer Black Friday deal? I got one for you. Free Moto G 5G phone from Pure Talk. No gimmicks, no trade-in necessary. Just sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, unlimited text, 15 gig data plan, just 35 bucks, and get the Moto G 5G phone free. But here's the deal. You need to move fast because these phones will be gone by the end of the month. So if your current phone is on life support, upgrade for free with Pure Talk. Enjoy two-day battery life, an exceptional quad pixel camera, and a whole lot more. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, to get this exclusive offer and to select the plan that's right for your family. Remember, Pure Talk gives you America's most dependable 5G network at half the price. So make the switch today. Go to puretalk.com slash Levin, that's slash L-E-V-I-N, to claim your free Moto G 5G phone with qualifying plan. Again, puretalk.com slash Levin, Pure Talk, simply smarter wireless. You know, looking over this DEI guide during the break, the uh, Diversity, Equity, Inclusion, and Accessibility Guide used by the United States Pentagon, I'm looking at this, and it's just, it's just mind-boggling. And good for Spencer Lindquist for putting this out. Here are some definitions for you. Ready? Settler colonialism refers to colonization in which colonizing powers create permanent or long-term settlement on land owned and or occupied by other peoples, often by force. This contrasts with colonialism, where colonizers focus only on extracting resources back to their countries of origin, for example. Settler colonialism typically includes oppressive governance, dismantling of indigenous cultural forms, and enforcement of codes of superiority, such as white supremacy. Examples include white European occupations of land in what is now the United States, Spain's settlements throughout Latin America, and the apartheid government established by white Europeans in South Africa. Sex. 
Binary biological classification of male or female based on genetic or psychological features, as opposed to gender, which is social in nature, frequently used interchangeably with gender despite the difference. Got it. Sexual orientation is one's natural, not chosen preference in sexual partners. But if you contrast that, though, with what they said about gender, which is social in nature, it uh, sounds to me like you can change that, but you can't change your sexual orientation. That's not chosen. That's natural. But, but gender is not. That's not natural. That's social in nature, I guess. I think this is what the United States military is focused on. And this is what their big priority is right now. Scapegoating. The action of blaming an individual or group for something when in reality there is no one person or group responsible for the problem. It targets another person or group as responsible for problems in society because of that person's group identity. Cero status. Cero status? The state of either having or not having detectable antibodies against a specific antigen is measured by a blood test. For example, HIV, I guess, uh, I don't know. I don't know. But this is the kind of stuff that's in there. So oppressive governance, white supremacy, and settler colonialism, which is different from colonialism. When colonialism, you're just looking for the resources. Settler colonialism, you're there to wipe out the people. Like the United States has done both. This is the stuff they teach in the United States military and their diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility. But why, though? Why do they do this? It is because, again, the United States of America, this administration, this administration is not concerned with having the world's strongest military. It's not concerned with deterrence. It's not. It's concerned with progressive ideology, and it is concerned with, most importantly, more than anything, it is concerned with, above all else, climate change. Which is why China gets allowed, is allowed to do anything it wants on the world stage. It doesn't matter if China buys oil from Iran. It doesn't matter if China buys natural gas from Russia. It doesn't matter if China helps these people. It doesn't matter. What matters is China signs on to our climate accord. I'll give you more on that. Plus, Elon Musk fighting back against the awful, awful people at Media Matters. Media Matters for America, which has spent so much time trying to destroy conservative media in America. The greats, like Rush Limbaugh, like Mark Levin, trying to destroy them, silence them, shut them down, destroy their shows, take away their livelihood by going after advertisers. Well, this scum at Media Matters is doing it again. This time, the accusation is by Elon Musk and his team at X, they are manipulating the algorithm to show racist content the order of getting him canceled. I'll give you more on that. It's the Mark Levin Show. Don't go away. You want a killer Black Friday deal? I got one for you. Free Moto G 5G phone from Pure Talk. No gimmicks, no trade-in necessary. Just sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, unlimited text, 15 gig data plan, just 35 bucks, and get the Moto G 5G phone free. But here's the deal. You need to move fast because these phones will be gone by the end of the month. So if your current phone is on life support, upgrade for free with Pure Talk. Enjoy two-day battery life, an exceptional quad pixel camera, and a whole lot more. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, to get this exclusive offer and to select the plan that's right for your family. Remember, Pure Talk gives you America's most dependable 5G network at half the price. So make the switch today. Go to puretalk.com slash Levin, that's slash L-E-V-I-N, to claim your free Moto G 5G phone with qualifying plan. Again, puretalk.com slash Levin, Pure Talk, simply smarter wireless. 
Mark Levin, the great one. The great one, Mark Levin. Dial in now, 877-381-3811. You know, you heard um, President Trump there. The insanity of people like Joe Scarborough, he's a lunatic. I'm not going to play the clip. I was tempted to. Welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. Great one is off tonight. He's sick. He's under the weather, but he'll be back after Thanksgiving. He'll be back Monday. It's me, Rich Zioli, in for the great one. I'm happy to be here with you. And I was thinking about this earlier because I heard Joe Scarborough, who's nuts, go on an unhinged rant. Shocking, I know, on MSNBC. But he and his little, uh, his little hype man, Mika Brzezinski, next to him, going on, sighing under her breath about how Trump is authoritarian. And he's going to, if he gets another term, he's going to execute people. He's going to punish them. Ex- he'll execute anybody he wants. Everybody. And I just kept thinking of the irony of that, that this administration is actually engaging in weaponization against the American people, against political enemies and the former president of the United States, who, by the way, is Biden's chief political rival. Because I don't know if you've seen the polls lately, but Donald Trump has a supreme commanding lead in the Republican primary so far. Now, look, anything can change, but he's got a double digit lead. Ron DeSantis just got a big endorsement in the 2024 race. Just a few moments ago. But as of right now, Trump's going to be the nominee. That's what the polls are showing. It's obviously time until that happens. But Bob Vanderplatz, president and CEO of the Family Leader Organization, announces endorsement of DeSantis in an interview with Brett Baer at 6 p.m. on Fox News Special Report. That just happened a short time ago. But as of right now, Trump is the frontrunner. And as of right now, Trump is beating Biden in many polls. And the United States Department of Justice is going after Biden's chief political rival. Think about that for a moment. And you got to listen to Scarborough, this guy, go on about how Trump is an authoritarian. Biden is literally using the tactics of authoritarian regimes, literally using what authoritarian countries did. And of course, they compare Trump to Hitler. They never compare him to Mussolini, though, which as an Italian, I find offensive. But they compare him to Hitler, even though the Democrat Party right now is rife with anti-Semitism and these pro-Hamas lunatics in their ranks. And Trump's Hitler. Trump's Hitler. See, what you have right now is a Democrat party that is off the rails insane. They are off the rails insane. And they're seeing these numbers and they don't know how to deal with it because Joe Biden is going to lose. And they know that if Donald Trump is a nominee, Trump beats him. You know, Axelrod, David Axelrod's a smart guy, he's a smart political operative. And he came out the other day and he said, if Biden thinks that his plan or his team thinks, because I don't think Biden thinks, I really don't think Biden thinks, but I think if his team thinks that, they, that Trump's going to beat himself, that's their battle plan, that's their strategy for 2024, then they have maybe a 50-50 shot, but probably less. Because that's the same exact strategy Hillary Clinton used in 2016. It's Trump. People vote against him. So younger people don't like him. Steve Kornacki from MSNBC, he was on Meet the Press on Sunday. They gave, I don't know, I think an entire six-minute segment to Kornacki going through this NBC News poll, which just destroys Biden. Shows how his favorability is plummeting. It's so low, and it's low among Democrat voters. His handling of the war in the Middle East is completely upside down and favorable among Americans. Typically, you would think a wartime president could gain some points. This guy keeps losing them because it looks like the United States of America. We're talking out of both sides of our mouth. That's what it looks like. We're not projecting strength. So they're really worried about this. And this is why David Axelrod goes with this. The Obamas had a reunion. I don't know know if you know about this or not. They had a reunion 
It was the 15-year reunion of their historic win in Chicago. And they got together this weekend, not this weekend, a couple weekends ago, and they all partied it up, and Brock and Michelle were there. And then on Sunday morning, David Axelrod takes to Twitter and says, Joe Biden needs to go. I mean, effectively, it's what he says. He takes out the the big political shiv and shivs him and says he's got to go. Now, you think that David Axelrod, who is Obama's chief guy, would do that without the okay of Barack Obama? No chance. You don't take out that kind of shiv on the president of the United States of America without the okay from the other big guy, Barack. Barack Hussein Milhouse Obama, to quote Mark Levin. So, Benito. Um, to quote Mark Levin. Anyway, David Axelrod knows that Joe Biden is losing. And Bill Maher knows this, too. Bill Maher came out the other night and said that perception is reality. Whether or not Biden is too old is not is not the point. The point is that people think he is. He's a bad 81. You know, there are good 81s and there are bad 81s, and Biden's a bad 81. And you have black voters, Latino voters, turning around and saying that they are upset. Cardi B, who is a, um, she's like a hip-hop singer, I don't really know her music, but I, she's got a lot of people following her on social media. She went on a tirade the other day against the Democrats, a tirade against Eric Adams, the mayor of New York City, for wanting to cut police in order to pay for all the illegal immigrants in the city. And she went on about the wars and she went on about the economy and she went on a rant. She said, I may just stay home. You know, uh, The Rock, the actor, The Rock, he was on Joe Rogan's podcast the other day. And he mentioned that he has friends who support Trump and friends who support Biden. And Joe Rogan said, wait, you have friends who support Biden? He said, no, all right, I don't. I actually don't. I have, I have friends who support the Democrat Party, but not Biden. That's the problem. Biden doesn't get people excited. You don't see people out there walking around with Biden hats on. There's no Biden shirts. There's no, there's no enthusiasm for him. And they deal with the fact that he's 81 years old, and you deal with the fact that the economy is the way it is. The White House yesterday came out and said, your Thanksgiving turkey dinner is going to cost less this year than it did last year. Well, that's true, but it has nothing to do with them. The reason for that is, according to the American Farm Bureau, the reason for that is there's been less instances of avian bird flu, which means there are more turkeys. And turkeys drive the price of that Thanksgiving meal. So because the turkeys are in good supply this year because the avian flu numbers are down, that's why you're paying less than you did last year. We also went on to note that in the last 39 years, I think it was, this is the second highest year you and your family will be paying for Thanksgiving dinner. The second highest year in about 40 years. The second of all the years that they looked at this. Second highest. And still higher than anything under Trump. And still higher than anything pre-COVID. That's Biden's economy. What do they do with this guy, though? What do they do with him? So David Axelrod comes out and says, you know what? If Joe Biden thinks that he can beat Trump because of Trump, it's the same strategy Hillary Clinton used in 2016. And then, hey, good luck. Good luck. I know that you can't even discuss the idea in good company that the Democrats would try to swap Biden out, but they need to do something. Because if Trump is a nominee, he wins. Whoever the Republican nominee is wins. But they're really worried it's going to be Trump, and then Trump wins. They're looking at the polling numbers. They're looking at the same numbers I am. And smart political strategists in the Democrat Party, like David Axelrod, like Maureen Dowd, who's not smart, but, you know, like Bill Maher, these others, they've all concluded it's going to be Trump. He's got a double-digit lead. Barring something happening, it will be him, and then he beats Biden, and then he's president. And they're terrified of this. They're terrified. Project 45, the Heritage Foundation's project, 
or Project 2025, I should say, excuse me, the Heritage Foundation's project where they're working on restoring the balance of the executive branch away from unelected, unaccountable bureaucrats and delivering it back to the accountable president of the United States of America so that he can have bureaucrats in his own administration undermine him, undermine his presidency. They're terrified of this. Oh, the swamp. You know how many people make money off the swamp? Think about the highest zip codes in America. They're all right outside the swamp, right outside of D.C. In suburban Maryland, suburban Virginia. Oh, a lot of rich people, lawyers and lobbyists, defense contractors. They're all terrified that Trump's going to go in there and actually take a cudgel to the deep state. That's why the Republican establishment is now rallying around Nikki Haley. They're rallying around Nikki Haley, even though she would be so destructive to our rights of free speech by forcing us to what register on social media so we can't use pseudonyms like the founders did but they're rallying around her to try to stop trump but these other democrat strategists can see through all that and realize that bar again barring something most likely based on these polls and the fact that he's got a double digit lead over every other republican he's gonna be the nominee and then he beats joe biden this is why they're all coming out now and saying what they're saying. This is why Maureen Dowd wrote a piece on Sunday in the New York Times defending David Axelrod because Joe Biden apparently called him the P word for a man's, you know, private parts and said that uh, he's not really like that. He's a good guy. He defended Joe Biden in the past. In fact, at one point they wanted to dump Biden from the ticket and replace him with Hillary Clinton. And David Axelrod nixed that and said he's been loyal to you. He's been a good vice president. Don't do that to him. So she said, look, he's not. He's just telling the truth. He's telling the truth about where things are right now. Donna Brazil's on with Bill Maher Friday night. And she goes, well, yeah, but you know what, Bill? When, when the general election comes along, all these young people that don't like Joe Biden, they'll all come and vote for him. I don't think they will. I think they'll stay home. I think all these people who are unhappy with him just don't come out to vote. They may not vote Trump, although I think a lot of black and Latino voters will because the economy was better under him. It's a lot better under him. You're still paying for your Thanksgiving dinner on Thursday. You're still paying a whole lot more than you did when he was president. And I think they think about this. I think they watch as San Francisco, they're able to clean it up for Xi Jinping and fly the communist flag, and they're able to get all the homeless excrement off the streets, the streets, but they can't do that every day, and they don't want to do that every day because American cities are getting are gripped by crime, and they don't, they don't like it. They're not happy about it. And just like you and just like me, if they've got kids, they're tired of the indoctrination in schools. They're tired of the relentless war on our children, and they want it to stop. They, Biden can't beat Trump. Biden can't beat anybody because there's no enthusiasm for him. And even if these Democrats are so repulsed by Trump, they may at the end of the day just say, you know what? They, they said the guy was Hitler last time because that's going to be the playbook, right? What Joe Scarborough said in MSNBC this morning, and I'm not going to play it for you again, because I played it on my afternoon show in Philly, and the people were mad at me for playing it. Like, Rich, please get this off the radio. So I'm not going to do that to you again tonight. But it's an unhinged rant, comparing him to Hitler, saying he's going to execute his enemies, use the, use, use the powers of the presidency to go after and punish people. You know exactly what Joe Biden's doing, except for the execution part, obviously. They're terrified of this. What, what, what the translation is, what he's going to do is he's going to go in there. He's going he's to actually do to the deep state what he should have done in the first time around, except he surrounded himself by all the establishment hacks of the RNC and they wouldn't let him. But this time around, it's personal for him. It's like Jaws 2, the revenge. This time it's personal. He's going to go in there and he's going to actually get revenge on these people. And a lot of people, they're very nervous about that. 
So that's why these very smart Democrat people are coming out and they're saying now the quiet part out loud. Joe Biden has to go. They don't have a plan to replace him. Maybe they do. Maybe it's a secret double secret probation plan that they keep in the back room. I don't know. I'm not part of that club. But there's an obvious point here. They also don't want to risk an open primary. They're nervous that whoever gets in there, they can't control. But Joe Biden is not really running for re-election. Does this look like a guy who's running for re-election to you? We're in the middle of a war. The, the, Israel, our closest ally in the Middle East, is in the middle of a war against Hamas. And the president is, he's barely ever there. You, you can't find the guy. And he acts like Xi Jinping is his best buddy. Well, of course he is. Xi Jinping has the receipts on all the Biden family corruption. <laughs> China... You know, they have created this this fentanyl crisis in America to destroy us from within. That's what China's goal is, to destroy the United States of America from within. And fentanyl is how they're achieving it. If you've been in Philadelphia recently, you know exactly what I'm talking about. This is a city that is gripped by the fentanyl crisis. It's so bad, in fact, the Mexican drug cartels are now cracking down on fentanyl because they're losing customers. You know, it's one thing to sell people heroin and cocaine and and well, I guess you don't sell pot anymore since it's legal or decriminalized in a lot of places. But the cartels don't want to lose all their clients. Fentanyl's a killer. Fentanyl's killing people. So now the cartels are cracking down on this. Biden says with a straight face the other day that he and Xi Jinping had a nice talk about fentanyl and Xi's going to do his part to crack down on this. And I couldn't help but laugh and think to myself, are you nuts? Are you insane? Do you really think that China wants to see the fentanyl crisis go away? It is part of their eventual takeover. It is part of what they ultimately want to do. And you sound like such a sucker when you say this, that, that Xi's going to crack down on the shipment of fentanyl to Mexico. Let's take a listen to this, Mr. Producer. Cut number one. During my meeting with President Xi, we took a critical step of resuming counter-narcotics cooperation between our two countries. It was one of the important things we agreed upon. In, to, in, in 2019, China essentially stopped direct shipments of fentanyl from China to the United States. But in the years since, the drug trade has evolved. It's moved from finished fentanyl to fentanyl components, like chemicals and pill presses, that are shipped with few controls from China to, uh, Western, to the Western Hemisphere. Chemical cartels use these components to manufacture illegal, illegal substances and smuggle them into the United States. So the United States is going to seek to work together with China to target the fentanyl components. Mm, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, China's going to get all over that. Oh, yeah, China will be all, ooh, absolutely. Yeah, oh, no, no doubt about it. Now, he does go on to say that Mexico is working to disrupt the flow of fentanyl in the United States. This I actually do believe. This I actually do believe this claim because I, I think the cartels control Mexico and the cartels know that fentanyl is killing their customers and their clients. 877-381-3811. Your calls on the Mark Levin Show with me, Rich Zioli, in for the great one. Don't go away. Mark Levin. You want a killer Black Friday deal? I got one for you. Free Moto G5G phone from Pure Talk. No gimmicks, no trade-in necessary. 
Just sign up for Pure Talk's Unlimited Talk, Unlimited Text, 15 gig data plan, just 35 bucks, and get the Moto G 5G phone free. But here's the deal. You need to move fast because these phones will be gone by the end of the month. So if your current phone is on life support, upgrade for free with Pure Talk. Enjoy two-day battery life, an exceptional quad pixel camera, and a whole lot more. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, to get this exclusive offer and to select the plan that's right for your family. Remember, Pure Talk gives you America's most dependable 5G network at half the price. So make the switch today. Go to puretalk.com slash Levin, that's slash L-E-V-I-N, to claim your free Moto G 5G phone with qualifying plan. Again, puretalk.com slash Levin, Pure Talk, simply smarter wireless. Yeah, so, as we discuss all this, I just, I have to laugh. I really do. I have to laugh. It's just, it, but it's not funny, though. It, it, it really isn't. When you tie it into the article that I share with you in the first hour of the Mark Levin Show, the show's flying by tonight, about how China is now expanding their naval supremacy in the South China Sea, engaging in preparing for a potential engagement with the United States. And they are, they are spending more and more of their time and their money detecting our submarines. They are using listening devices. They're using helicopters. They are doing everything that we would look at to be provocative in international waters, mind you, international waters. And they are rapidly expanding their submarine fleets. Their submarine fleets rapidly doing so with nuclear technology, making it silent, silent hunters in the sea, and now being able to fight back against us. So I listened to Joe Biden go on and talk about and say, well, you know, China is going to help crack down on fentanyl. I think you're an idiot. I mean, you, you are so compromised by them. You cannot even see straight, man. You can't even see straight. He doesn't want to, though. You see, it's not about I told you this earlier as well. When it comes to China, remember this. It doesn't matter if they help Iran. It doesn't matter if they help Russia. What matters is they sign a climate accord. That's what matters. That's why when Xi Jinping was in the room, who was next to him? A couple feet down, a couple of chairs down. John Kerry, the climate czar. His horse face, horse face carry right there. Sit a couple chairs down because the climate accord is more important to the Democrat Party, to this administration than anything regarding national security, international security, anything. So it doesn't matter. Xi Jinping could be best friends with Iran and he is. He could be Xi Jinping best friends with Putin and he is as long as he signs the climate accords. That's all the United States of America cares about. That's our policy. That's our foreign policy priorities because climate change is the greatest existential threat. So who cares if China helps enrich our enemies and who cares if China smuggles fentanyl into this country? I mean, I, I have to laugh. You have to or you'll go insane. Luckily, the Mexican cartels are cracking down on fentanyl because they're tired of their customers dying of overdoses. That's the only hope we have in this whole thing. Not China. China is trying to destroy us from within. Wake up and you see that. Wake up and realize that the only answer to it is deterrence, period. Hour number three of the Mark Levin Show with me, Rich Zioli, straight ahead. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks 
that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Media Matters is a vile organization dedicated to censorship and shutting down conservative voices. They've been targeting our people for years. Welcome back to the show. It is hour number three of the Mark Levin Show. The great one is off tonight. He's a little under the weather. And it's me, Rich Zioli from Philadelphia, in with you tonight. I'll tell you something. Media Matters, for years, spent time going after conservatives. They did, for years. They would go after Rush, they'd go after Mark, they'd go after Sean, me, I mean, anybody. anybody. They're vile people. And their whole strategy is if they go after the advertisers, they'll get you canceled. Which, look, I mean, that's, I mean, everybody has to make money. So they decided long ago they would take snippets of radio shows. You know, they take a little snippet of Rush or snippet of something that Mark said or something, and then they would they would broadcast it out to the advertisers out of context, of course, and say this was racist or sexist or homophobic or whatever other alphabet soup thing was, was in there, and that's what they would do. Well, they had some success. They were able to get some people canceled, but they're vile human beings. They were able to get some advertisers to skip paying for certain shows, Skip paying on to be on like Russia's show, for example. But all that did was hurt the advertisers because the advertisers realized, well, we're not reaching an audience anymore. We're not reaching a massive audience. Whenever there's boycotts against Mark or boycotts against me or anything like that, what happens is the advertisers who flee soon realize, well, we're not selling as many products now. But now Media Matters is engaged in something else. And uh, Elon Musk is suing them. And I'm glad he is. He's fighting back. Let me give you the complaint in a nutshell. Try to make it easy to understand. You may not be on on social media. You may not be on X. I am on there not as much, you know, not as much as I used to be. Three kids. But when Elon Musk bought Twitter, at the time it was called Twitter. Now it's X. When he bought it, Twitter was engaging in all kinds of censorship in conjunction with the United States government. They were working with the FBI. They were working with the CDC. They were working with Fauci. They were working with all these people to silence you. Hunter Biden laptop story, silence the New York Post. Twitter was a place of censorship. What did they do to former President Donald Trump after January 6th? They shut him down, locked him out of Twitter because they thought his words could incite violence. Elon Musk buys it and says, that's all gone now. We're going to have a free open platform. You're going to be able to say whatever you want on this platform. But it was such a sea change. I mean, there's other sites where you can do that. Truth Social and Parler, Rumble. There's other places. But it was such a sea change to go from what Twitter was, which was a censorship machine, actually an arm of the government. Twitter was an arm of the federal government. It was Senator Rand Paul who made this point that he was amazed at how the FBI 
or maybe it was Elon Musk who made this point. It was so amazed at how the FBI was so far in on Twitter when he got there, how they had embedded themselves so far in. Well, the entire censorship complex realized early on that big tech was their friend big tech was on their side whether it's little mark zuckerberg or it was jack at the time who ran twitter google they're all lefties they're all lefties so they'll join in they'll join in the censorship parade of conservative voices they'll put out the narrative whatever it is masks work vaccines don't have side effects whatever the the narrative is they'll dutifully do it and if you disagree with those things you know if you were going social media and say our kids should be in a classroom the masks don't work and you know what what about maybe vaccines for young healthy males is causing a problem with their heart you know like if you said any of those things you would just be shut down if you said that the Hunter Biden laptop was real, you'd just be shut down. They would censor you. Elon Musk buying it was a sea change because all of a sudden now this very platform that was the epitome of what big tech is, a lefty censorship arm. All of a sudden now you're allowed to say things. You're allowed to say things again. And this was a problem. This was a huge problem. The guy who made electric vehicles popular with the masses at one time was a hero to the climate change crowd, was now the greatest existential threat to America. What the left does not like is when you have the ability to express your ideas, when you have the ability to hear competing thoughts. This is why people like Kathy Hochul, the governor of New York, came out today, and actually I'll play this clip, Mr. Producer. She came out today and she said that we're gonna have, we're gonna start teaching young people early on to recognize misinformation and disinformation because at the end of the day, we in the government always wanna be able to tell you what's real and what's not real. We wanna control the information because that's what good little tyrants do. Take a listen. Today I'm directing the Director of Division of Homeland Security and Emergency Services to develop media literacy tools for K through 12 in our public schools. This will teach students and even teachers to help understand how to spot conspiracy theories and misinformation, disinformation and online hate. Start talking about what we're seeing out there. Give the teachers the tools they need to help these conversations in school. And by teaching younger New Yorkers about how to discern between digital fact and digital fiction, we can better inoculate them from hatred and the spread of it and help prepare them for a very fast moving and often confusing world. Yeah, and we'll tell you, we'll, t we'll help you uh, end the confusion because we'll tell you what's real and what's not real. We'll tell you what's information, what's misinformation, what's disinformation. That's what we'll do because we're the government and we want to control these things. And of course, they'll do all that in partnership with the corporate media and also with big tech. So Musk comes along and says, all right, now there's this platform. You can speak about it. So the media matter says we got to cancel Elon Musk. So here's what the complaint alleges in a nutshell. And Tracy Beans from Uncover DC did an excellent job of breaking this down. She's got a great thread of this on X, but I'll try to make it easy to understand. Musk decided that there's an algorithm that you can use. Algorithms, you know, these automatic programs, basically, you can kind of set them for anything. What he decided was you can do the algorithm that'll show you the, the kind of content you want to see, or you can kind of make your own algorithm, basically. So Media Mathers went to these other accounts. They found these accounts and they took them over. And then what they did was they started manipulating the algorithm to, and these were, these were extremist accounts. They would manipulate these things in a way that these extremist accounts, which are very few on Twitter, there's very few of these actually on X, 
would be seen next to big advertisers. And they were able to manipulate it in a way by only looking for content from extremists and only looking for content from big advertisers. They were able to manipulate it so that the two would show up side by side. But they were the only ones seeing it. The only people who saw it, according to the complaint, were Media Matters. Because that's what they set their algorithm to show them. Show me extremist content and also show me, uh, uh, you know, Warner Brothers. And then that's what they would see. They were seeing that. Nobody else was. They were seeing that. So then what they did was they went to these big companies and they said, hey, look, your, uh, your ad is being shown next to neo-Nazi content. Your ad is, is uh, being shown next to a white supremacist. Look at that. And then these corporations all freak out. And they turn around and say, we're taking our ad dollars away. So what Media Matters is doing is trying to destroy X, the site formerly known as Twitter, by chasing away the ad revenue. That's what they're trying to do. And it's manipulative and it's sick. But these companies, of course, are all walking on eggshells with their social scores and their DEI and all the other nonsense. So for them, you know, the idea that maybe they'd have one of their paid ads showing up next to a neo-Nazi is terrible and bad for the brand. Well, of course it is, but it wasn't happening. It's not happening on Twitter. It's not happening on the platform. It was only happening because Media Matters would manipulate the algorithm in that way and then take screenshots of it. And then send those screenshots to Warner Brothers and say, do you, are you, look at this. Look at what's happening here. And they, the, the, the game that they played was that, oh, this is what everybody's seeing. This is not what everybody's seeing. This is what you're seeing because of the way you filtered the results to see the content that you want. It's manipulative stuff, but that's what they've been doing for, for decades. That's what they've been trying to do to destroy conservatives and to destroy uh, and have an, uh, because censorship is everything to them. Censorship is everything to the left. There's no free speech in tyrannical regimes. You can't have free speech in tyranny. It doesn't exist. That's why they shut it down. That's why the first thing that goes in tyrannical societies is the guns. And then the second thing is the speech. Because the minute that the people can't defend themselves against tyranny, well, then they also can't speak out. So that's why, You'll never have people protesting on the streets of Cuba or China or North Korea or any of these other tyrannical regimes. Hell, they're afraid to do it in Canada. But what Media Matters wants is to shut down voices like me and the great one, Rush, when he was alive. They want to shut these people down. And they do it by scaring the advertisers. So this is what the, uh, the case is doing. And, the, and the, the complaint is very good. X alleges that Media Matters knowingly and maliciously manufactured images to show advertising where it didn't exist specifically for the purpose of harming and destroying X. X has over 500 million active users per month and is facilitating free speech and discourse by enabling its users to share their own content and comment and message on other people's posts. Occasionally, a user feed will have paid ads, which are the overwhelming source of income for X. This is from Tracy Beans. Users have control over their feed on X. They curate the content they see by following who they want to follow, which tailors their experience. X says they also provide the option to forego the algorithm, allowing a user to view only content that they want to see. 
X says that Media Matters has been targeting them for a while. In the last year, they published a series of articles threatening the platform's relationship with massive multinational advertisers and publishers like Amazon, eBay, Major League Baseball, The New York Times, Wall Street Journal, Nokia, and T-Mobile, just to name a few. Let me share this with you from the complaint. As the most prominent online platform dedicated to hosting free speech, X and its predecessor, Twitter, have long been the target of Media Matters. In just the last year, Media Matters has published a series of articles threatening X's relationship with massive multinational advertisers and global publishers, including Amazon, eBay, Major League Baseball, New York Times, Samsung, Sports Illustrated, The Wall Street Journal, USA Today, Office Depot, Nokia, Dish, Bayer, Tyson Foods, Honeywell Discovery, FanDuel, Thermo Fisher, National Women's Soccer League, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Atlanta Falcons, Manchester City, DraftKings, FanDuel, T-Mobile, and The Athletic. I told you these are vile, vile people. Just this month, Media Matters for America has released over 20 articles disparaging Elon Musk and X itself, and it appears they are using the scoring method of the World Economic Forum. Here's what X alleges that Media Matters for America has done. I'll share that with you and how they did it and how they were able to achieve this. These vile, pond scum people that are dedicated to censorship and shutting down free speech. And the way that they manipulated this to be able to put the advertisers in a position where they felt like they had no choice but to run. I'll give you all the details on that as the Mark Levin Show continues. Don't go away. Mark Levin. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So... Yes, calling Media Matters pond scum, to quote my friend Susie Cool on Twitter, is being very kind. But here's the thing. I have many more expletives going through my Italian brain right now. I just don't want to share them on the air because I'm a guest. I'm a guest here in Mark Levin's show, and it's an honor whenever the great one asks me to fill in. He, of course, is my radio mentor. I've told you that many times. He has been one of my absolute greatest friends in this business. He has helped and encouraged me every step of the way. So even though I have a, a, a litany of expletives for Media Matters of America, I'm going to keep them inside. Because even though I know Mark agrees with me, we also don't want to get canceled by the FCC. So know in my head, it's a lot worse. And it has a lot of me biting my, my hand like my grandfather used to do when he was angry, if you know what I mean. If you're Italian, you understand exactly what I mean. The point is this. You should get your signed copy of Mark's book, The Democrat Party Hates America. If you have not done it, you need to do it. You need to get your copy of that. It's an original first edition signed by the great one himself. You don't want to miss out on this. If you do, you're going to regret it. You're going to regret it. Grab your initial first edition signed copy of The Democrat Party Hates America. Go to levinsigned.com. Levinsigned.com. L-E-V-I-N-S-I-G-N-E-D.com. Do that today, please. You'll enjoy the book. It's an excellent book. You'll have a great education. When I was in the World War II Museum recently, I 
got to see a whole exhibit about the internment of the Japanese Americans by Franklin Delano Roosevelt, the hero of the left, and the tyranny of the Supreme Court in the Korematsu decision, where they ruled that, yes, in fact, American citizens without any due process whatsoever and can be forcibly removed from their homes and put into concentration camps. Mark does an excellent job in the Democrat Party Hits America of reminding everybody of what Mr. Internment Franklin Delano Roosevelt did, not only to the Japanese, also to Italian and German Americans as well, and also what he did to the Jews by turning away boatloads of Jews who were seeking refuge from the Holocaust in the shores of the United States of America, and also having aerial footage of the tracks leading to the concentration camps and refusing to bomb them. That's the kind of stuff you're going to get. That's the kind of stuff you're going to get in the book. It's an excellent education. And of course, how it starts with the, I think, the worst president of the last century, no question about it, Woodrow Wilson, the absolute worst, who began America down this road of Marxism under the guise of progressivism because socialism didn't have a fancy, it wasn't a, it wasn't a word they loved in Europe at the time. So, uh, so here in America, we said, well, let's call it something else. We'll say progressive. It was Marxism, obviously. Now, Media Matters of America, they love the idea of shutting down voices like ours. They love the idea of silencing the debate. All tyrants do. It's what tyrants do. It's why Kathy Hochul wants to control information at the earliest ages. It's why you have the government of the United States of America, this weaponized Department of Justice, working with social media companies to moderate content. And so what Media Matters of America is alleged to have done here in this complaint, according to Elon Musk, and I'm so glad he's fighting back. I'm glad he's suing them. I'm glad he's going after them. And again, do I know this is true? No, I'm telling you what's alleged in his complaint. But he's a smart guy, and I don't think he'd be going down this road if it wasn't. If he didn't have the proof, it certainly seems to me like he's got the proof. Screenshots that Media Matters manipulated to show people. Undeterred by the truth, Media Matters has opted for new tactics in its campaign to drive advertisers from X. Media Matters has manipulated the algorithms governing the user experience on X to bypass safeguards and create images of X's largest advertisers' paid posts adjacent to racist, incendiary content, leaving the false impression that these pairings are anything but what they actually are. Manufactured, inorganic, and extraordinarily rare. This manipulation by Media Matters made these companies think that this is the commonplace on X, and that their ads are showing up next to these people. That's what they were doing. How they did it is incredible. What they were able to pull off, this manipulation, this lie, this great lie that they were able to perform. Oh, I got a lot of expletives in my head over this. This is the Mark Levin Show. Don't go away. This is the Octagon of Talk Radio. The Mark Levin Show. Call in now at 877-381-3811. By the way, there's a news flash I just received on my phone a few moments ago. Israel and Hamas ceasefire deal with hostage releases in final stages as Netanyahu meets officials. Uh, negotiations between Israel and Hamas for a potential ceasefire and hostage release are in their final stages. Fox News has learned with Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu meeting with top officials. President Biden has said Tuesday that hostage releases are very close to happening. That's just what uh, came out a few moments ago. Obviously, if there are any other updates, I will share them with you here on the Mark Levin Show with me, Rich Zioli, in for the great one tonight. Great to be with you. A lot to discuss. Uh <clears throat> 
Let me take some calls, actually. Let me take a couple calls. Uh, Donnie's been holding for a while in Baltimore. Donnie, you are on the Mark Levin Show. How are you tonight? Hey, Hello, Donnie. Great job. Thank yes, you, sir. Can you hear me? I got you. Yeah, great job, Rich, because we need to know what's going on. And you're covering a lot, and I'm connecting the dots. Uh, I'm a mega follower. The MAGI follow is my almighty God ascended. And uh, what I see is elected officials are complicit in a goal function agenda. And there's so many shiny pennies and cash cows. As we watch humanity go into a hell in a Dominion handbasket. Did Argentina use the voting machines? They said paper ballots. Gaza was uh, given to the Palestinians from Israel. And the Hamas terrorists were elected as officials. And I want to know, America, does it feel familiar? Uh, uh, I believe it's uh, if it, all the smart people think it's a one-world government, and uh, I will beg to differ on that. Tired of getting played and uh, trying to cash in on these shiny pennies by passing judgment and getting their own cash cows. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. And uh, we just need to get a hold of this goal function agenda, try to head it off because it's a game of chess war. We're checkmating. Donnie, I hear you. Thank you, brother. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for calling the show. Appreciate it. Matt is in North Carolina. Matt, you are on the Mark Levin Show. How are you? We're at big shoes, big shoes to fill tonight, sir. Happy Thanksgiving. Same to you. Hey, uh, I just wanted to mention, uh, when I was a young man, I was in the ROTC, the Air Force ROTC, and uh, we had a uh, Lieutenant Colonel, John Jakewish, and he was talking about nuclear capabilities of different superpowers and at the time it was us and the ussr and um i asked you know he said you know the united states at the time could blow the world up how many times over and soviets could blow it up so many times over i said what what's the point if you blow it up once why do you need to he said it's chest puffing it, it, it's all about mutually assured destruction if you mess with us, we're going to mess with you. We're going to launch on you if you launch on us. And that was it. And uh, with that, I'll take your comments off the air. Great job tonight, sir. Thank you. Thank you, sir. And thank you for your service. And have a very happy Thanksgiving. I appreciate it. Yeah, look, I mean, the, the, the story that I shared earlier, and it's, it's a Wall Street Journal piece, and it's an excellent piece, about China used to be lagging way behind in, uh, in the submarine department. That's gone. That's changed now. They've got nuclear submarine technology. They used to be loud. They used to be, you could detect them miles away. Now they figured out the, the, the same silent propulsion. I mean, look, you think about how many Chinese knockoffs there are on Amazon.com. Intellectual property theft is a real thing. Well, they finally figured out how to, how to get our intellectual property for our submarines. And we are building them at a record pace, far outpacing the United States of America and how we're building submarines. They've opened new, new ports to build them on the South China Sea. They are all in now on the game of naval supremacy. The only way peace stands is through deterrence. That's it, period. There are, like I said to you, I think it was the first hour of the show. I don't want to go to war with China, but that's not my decision. That's China's decision. We're not looking to take over anybody. We're not looking to conquer anybody. You know, despite what, what these college kids learn in school, the United States of America isn't looking to go take over anybody else's country. We're not looking to invade anybody, and we don't believe anybody else belongs to us. 
So whatever moves that China makes are going to be China's decision. And the only way we keep them in their lane is if they believe it will not work out in the end well for them. That's it. Peace through strength in a nutshell right there. That's it. Uh, 877-381-3811. This is the Mark Levin Show. Skillet is in Iowa. Skillet, how are you? Indiana, where are you, Skillet? I'm in Clear Lake. All right, my hey, friend. Um, What's going on? Not much. I was just thinking, uh, if Trump called the White House, had Uncle Joe on the line, he said, hey, look, Joe, I'll drop out of this race if you drop out. I think if they both did that, I think Trump would be in the clear on all these charges. I think well, everything he would be because the charges are just purely political. There, there's no merit to them whatsoever. So you are right about that point, but um, he's not going to do that. And, and, you know, he shouldn't because then they win. They win then if that's what happens. If they can just prosecute you to get you out of the race, then they've won because then the police state has done its job of intimidating its political enemies. Yeah. Hey, can I give a shout out to all the pit bosses out there in Atlantic City? Sure. <laughs> Go ahead. Hey, you guys. You know who this is. It's old baby Jack. You guys wouldn't be gambling right now, but one for my granddaddy. All right, Skillet. Thank you for that. Appreciate that. And all my best to the workers in Atlantic City as well. I was just there for a political thing last week, as a matter of fact. Uh, George is in Pennsylvania. George, it's me, Rich, in for Mark. How are you? Hi. How are you? This is George Ram, Goldsboro, Pennsylvania. Am I Hello, on the George. air? I'm here. Hi. I'm on the air? Yes. Okay. Uh, question for you. This fool, Joe Biden, who should have been in a nursing home 10 years ago, uh, my question is, he wanted to guarantee $100 million of U.S. taxpayer money, your money and my money, to go to Palestine, Palestinian. Now, doesn't he realize, hasn't anybody at the State Department told him it will be stolen by Hamas the first day? Because who does he think Hamas gets their recruits from but the Palestinians? I mean, can we stop him from giving away that money? To well, the Republicans are trying to stop it. And, George, thanks for the call and have a very blessed Thanksgiving. Thank you. I mean, the Republicans are trying to stop it by carving out separate votes, you know, a vote up or down in Israel aid, which is what it should be, a vote up or down in Ukraine aid, which is the way it should be, and a vote up or down on humanitarian aid, up or down. These are what I'm talking about, up or down votes. Don't tie these things together. And then have that debate. Have that debate exactly where the money's going to go to. And if you really believe it's going to be humanitarian relief and it's not going to be used by Hamas, then you're crazy. <laughs> you're nuts. But, but you know, the, the Senate and the White House, they are demanding, demanding, that all this aid be tied through, tied together, period. Because they know that the Ukraine aid may not pass because there are a number of Republicans right now questioning all this money, and rightfully so, because the other day, the Secretary of the Treasury, Janet Yellen's going on about how we have to keep giving Ukraine money so that they can pay their teachers. You could do what, wait, what? So yeah, there's, there, there's that conversation. Then there's a conversation about the humanitarian aid for, for Gaza, and you turn around and go, you really, you don't think that's gonna get into the hands of Hamas? Are you kidding me? So, yeah, these have to be separate up or down votes. Bottom line, no question about it. Let me get back to this Media Matters story, though, because I think it's very important. And you and I, as people who appreciate conservative radio, conservative talk, conservative media, you've seen the all-out attack 
on our voice. You've seen this yourself. The attack on Elon Musk right now, very reminiscent of what people like Rush and Mark and Sean and the others went through years and years ago and still do every day, still do. It's not like a day goes by that Media Matters isn't hunting down people like Tucker Carlson and the list goes on and on. The point is that what they're doing to Twitter right now, manufacturing these images, has had a devastating effect on Twitter's bottom line. So Twitter X did an internal investigation. And here's what they found Media Matters did, according to their complaint. Media Matters executed this plot in multiple steps, as X's internal investigations have revealed. First, Media Matters accessed accounts that have been active for at least 30 days, bypassing X's ad filter for new users. Media Matters then exclusively followed a small subset of users consisting entirely of accounts in one of two categories. Ready? Category number one, those known to produce extreme fringe content. And category number two, accounts owned by Twitter's big name advertisers. <clears throat> the end result of that is the algorithm keeps showing them extremist lunatics on the platform and also their biggest advertisers. That's what the algorithm is showing them. Now, there are not a lot of extremist lunatics on the platform. There are 500 million users. The amount of actual extremist lunatics on there is very small. Very small. It's like 0.0% to quote Dean Warmer, but it's actually even less than that. But the algorithm does its job. So it shows those accounts because they're following them. And then it shows the big the advertisers. Then what they did was a feed precision. Precision for the single purpose to produce side-by-side ad-slash-content placements that it could screenshot in an effort to alienate advertisers. There are various programs that allow you to see multiple tweets. I use a program called TweetDeck, so I can keep tweets open and I can scan different accounts. I can know if somebody's talking about me. I can. You can use platforms like that. You can see multiple tweets. That's essentially kind of similar. So they would have the column of their lunatics and the column of their of their advertisers, Twitter's advertisers. I don't know exactly if that's what they did, but that's one of the ways they could have done it. And then they would just take screenshots and they'd say, look, Nike, you're coming up next to this nutbag, this lunatic. And then they would send that to the advertisers and they would accuse Elon Musk of endorsing this just simply because there's a very small subset of accounts who fit exclusively into these boxes. Then. When that didn't produce the results they desired, they manipulated the platform again by endlessly scrolling and refreshing the hand-selected accounts, generating between 13 and 15 times more ads per hour than normally viewed until it finally received the pages it wanted. Then, it finally received pages the results it wanted, controversial content next to Twitter's largest advertisers' paid posts. And they omitted any mentioning of this in their report that they published last week. They didn't tell anyone what they had done. They published this piece anyway, and they published it the way they wanted it to look. They did not provide any kind. It wasn't last week. It was November 16th, which I guess is technically last week. Media Matters omitted mentioning any of this in the report published on November 16th that displayed instances that Media Matters found on X advertisers paid posts featured next to neo-nazi and white nationalist content 
They didn't. They manipulated it to find it, but they didn't tell people that. So they made it seem like it's organic. It just happened, but it didn't. It was manipulation. It was very good manipulation. Very effective. It took a lot of work. Nor did Media Matters otherwise provide any context regarding the forced, inauthentic nature and extraordinarily rarity of these pairings. Extraordinary rarity of these pairings. Because they are extraordinarily rare. And their deception worked. Some of the biggest companies out there. Relying on the specious narrative promulgated by Media Matters, the advertisers targeted took these pairings to be anything but rare and inorganic. With all but one of the companies featured in the piece withdrawing all ads from X, including Apple, Comcast, NBC Universal, and IBM, some of their largest advertisers. Indeed, in pulling all advertising from X in response to this intentionally deceptive report, IBM called the pairings an entirely unacceptable situation. Literally, the only people who saw these ads placed next to these incendiary posts, the neo-Nazis and the, and the whatnot, were Media Matters. Out of the 500 million monthly users, the only people who saw it, Media Matters. They misled everyone so that they could advance their narrative, period. And Twitter has taken great steps to try to protect their advertisers. But Media Matters skirted all of those usual protections by specifically creating an account designed specifically to evade normal safeguards and manipulate the system. They set accounts to follow only 30 users. They followed those 30 specifically known for posting controversial content. 100% of the accounts that Media Matters followed were fringe accounts or accounts for large brands, thereby making it highly likely they would be shown both. But they admitted this when they published their piece. And this is the money shot right here. They published their piece to cause advertisers to leave. The actual impressions generated by these manipulated ad serves point zero 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 nine zero nine zero nine zero nine percent of impressions served on that day. So when I tell you it's less than zero point zero, that's what I mean. This is the Mark Levin Show. We're coming right back. Mark Levin. saw the uh, picture of Biden's birthday cake, but it looked like it looked like the cake had a, had a flamethrower on top of it. And he's clutching both sides of the table as he looks down on this thing that's clearly on fire. And so I put a little uh, uh, caption contest on this on my Twitter page, my X page, which is at Rich Zioli. If you'd like to weigh in, I got to hand it to my buddy, Johnny, my buddy, Johnny Cookie said, because uh, I said, you know, give me a caption here. He said, nobody needs 81 candles to hunt a deer. Well done. Well played, sir. Good job. Uh, the picture is amazing. 81 candles just on fire. And I don't know why they didn't get I – mean, what I do with the kids is I get whatever their number is. So, you know, you get a 9 for my 9-year-old who just turned 9. You just get an 8 and a 1. Put it next to them. 81. Instead, they put – I believe they did it – 81 candles on that cake. And then there's like super flames. So it's just coming up. It looks like it's going to burn down the White House. It actually reminds me of, well, for Biden, he was there when the British burned down the White House in 1812. So it was very, very scary for him, you understand. He's been through that. He watched them do it. So for him to be there and then, you know, get that cake, it could be a little nerve-wracking. I'm just making that point. It could be a little nerve-wracking. So, you know. But 81, and this is what everybody's talking about. How old is this guy? 81 years old. And he's not a good 81. There's good 81 there's bad 81. He's a bad 81. You know that, and I know that. Everybody knows that. 
that's the other part about this too that gets a little uncomfortable is that everybody knows that he's a bad 81. When Bill Maher made the comment the other night with Donna Brazil and Donna Brazil brought up Mick Jagger shaking his rear end on stage all the time. It's different though. He's, I mean, Mick Jagger's not running for president and also he's in better shape. I mean, that's just it. He's in better shape. Biden blowing out that birthday cake was probably the most uh, most exerting thing he did all day. So Democrats have a problem, bottom line. They've got a problem. Their problem is Joe Biden. Their problem is that they don't know what to do because Kamala Harris is even more unpopular than him. If you can believe it, it's true. She's even more unpopular than he is. So it's not like they can just push the old codger aside and say, well, you know what? We got a vice president here. Let her do it doesn't work that way. Listen, have a very blessed Thanksgiving and God bless our troops and all who serve and protect our country. And uh, I hope you and your family have a wonderful day together. You and your family and your friends. Mr. Producer, thank you, Steve. Thank you. You can find me on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Always an honor to fill in for the great one, Mark Levin. Have a great night. Thank you. Thank you.